I invite you to check out my website, karagoodwin.com. I'm adding more resources all the time to assist you in your meditation journey. Sign up right on the homepage to receive a free 10-minute guided meditation that will fill you with light and peace and give your nervous system a reset. You can also find powerful offerings to help you start or amplify your existing meditation practice, including the Meditation Immersion Program to get a solid foundation to your meditation and the Healing Hearth Ongoing Program for regular online meditations and guidance. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin. Stay up to date with the latest releases of the Meditation Conversation by following me on Instagram at Kara underscore Goodwin underscore meditation. Today I'm here with Michael Massey. Welcome back, Michael. It's been a long time since you've been here. It has, Kara. Good to do this again. Feels like forever in a forever in a day as they say no kidding yeah and it might has it been like two months or maybe might yeah it's been a long time it has and it certainly feels like you know it feels like maybe two decades so right yeah because there's been a lot going on a lot of shifts a lot of there's been a lot out in the world going on there has indeed um and so you and I were just catching up and we were kind of talking about, um, we were talking about metaphysical experiences and I was describing how I kind of had an epiphany a couple of days ago of, of what the meta, like when I start to experience more like a new dimension or um, where my consciousness like starts to expand into places that um you know, I'm not, not familiar with in my regular, you know, through my five senses, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, this is happening more and more frequently with more and more regularity. Um, and I think it is that holds true for a lot of people, um, that things are getting, you know, and, and that's one of those, like things are getting amplified there, things are intensifying. That's one of the ways that, um, you know, people are experiencing that, um, but I kind of had an epiphany while I it was while I was talking to somebody about it because I was trying to explain what it's like and like visually because it when it happens for me my eyes are closed and I'm actually trying to fall asleep but I don't fall asleep um, and my consciousness just like starts experiencing things that I don't normally experience mm-hmm. and the way that I realized. It's like if I close my eyes at any given point, there is like this staticky, it's just like, it's, it's not black, right? It's like for, well, at least I can only speak for myself. What I see behind closed eyes is like this staticky, noisy color scheme of like, you know, it reminds me of when you, you know, the way that TVs used to work, you'd find a channel that didn't have anything airing and there'd be, mm-hmm. there'd be audio static and there'd be visual static. And that's similar to what it's like when I close my eyes at in a given regular moment, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and there are colors. It's not all black and white, like in the TV example. But when I experience those like, 
-hmm. other realms, let's say, Mm -hmm. it's like that static gives way to depth and Mm -hmm. to clarity. And I was (laughs) talking to you and I'm like, it is like when they talk, when you hear people talk about seeing beyond the veil, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like there's a filter because it's like, it's like things come into focus. So it's not necessarily like I'm seeing something like I've gained entry into a new place. It's like, oh, this is always here, but I can't see it because I see the static. And so it's almost like you can like all of a sudden the static like dissolves or it gives way into this depth of another experience. And so then that triggered for you some things that um, that we were like, let's record this because this is really interesting stuff. So, right. And, and the key word here being uh, veils. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I'm reminded of of I think that we, we did maybe record. I think it was. Um, uh, I think it was about three weeks into right around two two twenty two or something. I think it was actually towards late okay. February. We did record and based on some of the um, the energetics that have been happening, um, uh, you know, through the start of this twenty twenty two, and um, then that um, what's transpired since then, and there's been the. Uh, a lot of the heightened anxieties and amplification and things like that. Um, and I was feeling that as well and, uh, going through some, you know, personal trials and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, well, feeling certainly surrounded by a lot of this static and not being able to break through that. Eventually there was at least I experienced a breakthrough. And in that moment, um, what happened, I felt my consciousness actually uh, expand into, uh, and this is one type of a veil, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about a few different types here, but this this particular type of veil was is an expansion in, in, of my consciousness into another dimension that I was previously unaware even existed. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if the, the dimension even existed at all before that moment, Mm-hmm. But it, but it went in, it opened up to me and it was like, um, uh, it was a dimension that was, that was like a, a void space and I could just, and it, I just felt or experienced and could see my own, the light of my own consciousness all of a sudden just like propagating through this whole new dimension, just like, and, um, if there was a sound effect to it, it would be right. And it was like, oh, you know, and a, and it felt so good to break through whatever membrane barrier veil. Um, and anytime we experience an expansion of consciousness into an additional dimension, well, it, that is an expansion of consciousness, which is uh, is always going to bring some some benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and the greater our consciousness expands, well. It, the more we have at our disposal, mm-hmm. uh, the greater understanding we have of things, so forth, so on. Uh, so that's one type of uh, of a kind of a piercing of the veil. And so that happened um, for me recently. I was like, yay, you know, really mm-hmm. excited about that. It's been a little while. 
Now, that's just like one type of a veil. And, and what you're um, speaking of is, is um, um, seems like some, somewhat related, but maybe not exactly the same. Um, now, there's, there's a few other veils that uh, I'd like to talk about, three in particular. Mm-hmm. And this happens to be with... Uh, 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 the first one would be uh, veils that block um, or a block. Um, it's a better word would be like obscure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of like that. It's like a static noise layer that you just, you can't quite see through. Mm-hmm. And one of the veils is um, obscures our memories. And so, and this happens to people more often than they, they might think is how veiled our consciousness is and the way that our particularly our mind works um, with our conscious, subconscious, unconscious mind and the way that it's all structured and how much gets, gets you know, put down into these deeper layer, layers that are then veiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not uncommon for uh, people to have a wonderful experience, let's say even with somebody in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few, you know, a day, two days, three days goes by. It's like that thing didn't even happen. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second, didn't we have a connect? Didn't something happen there? Yeah. Why is this, why is that experience somehow now? seemingly veiled off mm-hmm. from memory okay so that would be one particular type of veil mm-hmm. um now the next kind of the next is more of a kind of a, a progression of that would be a uh, is as a veil say okay i can remember let's say uh an incident mm-hmm but can I feel it? Can I just remember that something happened? Oh, I remember I had this great spiritual experience, but can I recall the way it made the way feel. it made it feel? Can I recall the specific frequency? Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that's the kind of difference between those two. Is one is like okay. You're, you know, in the first case scenario, it's like, okay, do I remember that I have this DVD in my library? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Which is then, the, that's then the next level of that veil is, can I load that DVD up and play it? Yeah. It's a to, great point. To re-experience it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. nother level and, um, you know, part of what, uh, you know, I know, we, you know, and we've spoken personally about this kind of dynamic number of times now um, over the past few years and that some of the, you know, the, the shifts and everything that's going on. And part of this is there's a there's a there's breakdowns of of uh, antiquated and old and outdated structures within our our own consciousness as individuals and as a collective um, that uh, 
there are uh, um, that uh, I'll say hopefully um, are leading to and and are at least from a perspective that I'm seeing things is kind of systemically breaking down these veils, particularly those two veils. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at the same time, we also have so much in the way of distractions and noise and stuff that comes from from the you know from media and everything and the you know political and cultural affairs and stuff like this that can act as smoke screens, which is kind of almost a counterforce to the clarity we're seeing seeking to be able to to pierce through these veils in order to restore our memory access, our library mm-hmm. of experiences that we have uh, uh, to draw upon. Right. Right. So um, now uh, those, so those are, those are two primary veils. Now, something that you were kind of sharing about was, was sort of uh, you were also talking about uh, on a f- on a physical visual side, mm-hmm. okay, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, um, or at least you were earlier. So mm-hmm. there's the there's the eyes there's the eyes closed meditative experience of what's unfolding in your consciousness through a you know your own third eye spherical. Yeah. Consciousness view. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the also the eyes open perception of the world around you. And you you said something to the effect of that if you, you kind of look with maybe the right kind of focus and you're looking around, it's almost like you can see a static even with and, my eyes open. With your eyes open. Yes. Around you. And it doesn't matter if you're looking at a Mm-hmm. blank wall or yeah. the backyard or mm-hmm. correct. Right. Okay. You want to, is there anything that you'd like to share about that? Yeah. I mean, just that, you know, if, if I look at these, these walls are what, like a light gray kind of color, but if I actually just look at it, it's all, it's like pixels, not as organized as a pixel would be because they tend to be more like, you know, squares I think of, but just, I can see lots of different tiny little colors. I mean, even if I look at your face, I can see almost like an overlay. If I, if I pay attention, like if I'm not, if I'm just distracted or, you know, caught up in whatever, Mm -hmm. I won't even notice it, but, but it's like this screen almost, you know, that's like just these tiny little subtle colors that I don't normally notice, but that I can see with my eyes open too. Um, we've, now we've talked about, have we talked about sparticles before? Yes. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Okay. And I, I don't know if we've, have we done that maybe on the, I don't know if the, we've po- talked about it on the podcast. podcast. And uh, yeah. Uh, so there's a, cause, cause uh, you had, I think you had once, a, once upon a time, right. You were like, mm-hmm. I, I see these little, 
things in the air. In the sky. Like those are typically in the sky, the sparticles. And I remember the first retreat I hosted, which was, you know, a couple of Uh years ago now. And I would, I remember laying on the grass and having my eyes open and I was like, oh my God, there are all these like flash, just flashes of little, they're, they're there and they're gone. They're there and they're gone. But it was like, like it's way too many for me to even process. Uh, I'm like, like fireflies blinking, but in full daylight and they weren't yellow, you know, it wasn't bugs. It was nothing physical, but it was just Mm -hmm. like flash, 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 flash. And that happened a few times. And then I'll just be walking around some, not all the time, but sometimes like if I'm walking outside, I'll see like my sparticles. Sparticles. Right. And um, now it doesn't happen for me all the time either. Um, uh, and, but it used to happen, it happened a lot more frequently for me in Sedona. Okay. And there, and it's happened enough times for me to, and actually when I'm in, when I'm in Sedona, or I can tell when my, when I'm in a certain, at least to a certain threshold in terms of my own energetics and how I'm, how I'm feeling and how I'm feeling connected then I can just alter my focus gaze mm-hmm. and I can see these. And, and I know I've seen them when there's, when it's in bright sun in sunlight mm-hmm. or when it's completely clouded over, it does, it's not a, it's not sunlight reflecting off of dust particles. Yes. Okay. Right. And it, and it, they, and they permeate through the air and they're almost like falling like, rain all over there's i mean there's it's like trying to count the sand on the seashore i mean there's there's no way to calculate how many of those there are and um but it it does correspond to let's say a certain level of awareness frequency etc and it always gives me a kind of uh let's say it's a warm and fuzzy kind of feeling that is associated with that particular frequency where the veils of physical perception are getting really thin. And so there's like these little sparks of light that are starting to poke through this other, this veil that is a physical perception veil. Yes. A physical veil of perception, and maybe a better way to say it. Yeah. Okay. And so this is that kind of that third veil I want to really highlight here because this is the one that is in the 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 funny thing about the, the about the first one that I talked about, about say, okay, a dimension. I, you know, I had my consciousness uh, uh, expanded into a dimension of which I previously was completely unaware even existed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, when the, this is the astounding thing is that there actually is a perceptual veil that that in our physical reality that obscures our ability to see what is really there. Yeah, and as such. You know, 99.9% of all people, probably more than that, 
have no have no even really rough concept that of what is actually right here in our physical environment and it's just hiding behind a veil. Yeah, and it's literally here. Here. Yes. Yes, it's no, it's not a metaphor. Now, right. the thing is we we somehow the, one of the ways that we can uh, we can at least I mean tap into it a little bit, okay, might be through um uh, it might be through uh fantasy, okay, mm-hmm. um in particular media. You know, you you see uh, uh like from the Marvel movies, you see Asgard, this big, mm-hmm. you know, golden city at its home of the gods or Olympus or something like that, where we have a, this kind of depiction and we might recognize this like, Oh, that's epic. And that's beautiful. And that's about the only reference point reference point. Now the idea or the notion that that kind of a world or reality is actually all around us. We just can't see it. That's the thing. And so we might, we might resonate with some of these other, what we think are other realms mm-hmm. and aspire to leave this planet and go there. Mm-hmm. And in truth, it's just all, it's just a fail away. Mm-hmm. And when the, the, there's something that, that is so significant it can, or about, this particular physical veil uh, that obscures us from seeing the real truth of what we're what we're in, what we're what's all around us, and who we are, etc. Um, that understanding that it's it is completely when this veil drops. Um, and uh, there may be, you know, uh, it's such a hard thing to 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 even really talk about too much because it's there's a no way to prove it. You can't take a picture of it, and unless somebody has actually had that experience, they don't really have any contextual understanding for right what's there. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm. um. But it's as self-evident as, uh, as, as like two other phenomena. I'm going to give two other examples that um, I absolutely love. And um, they're the examples of, and you can find plenty of YouTube videos about these two. One is when somebody gets a hearing implant and they're able to hear for the first time. Mm, yeah. And, you know, if I ever feel like I'm like dead or I might be a robot, I just go watch some of those videos and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm getting yeah. all choked up and cheering. I'm like, okay, my, I'm like, okay, my heart works. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's so beautiful to, uh, you know, to go from a world of silence and then all of a sudden the, that, that hearing comes in and now the, you know, somebody is is hearing the sound of their 
their spouse, their lover, their family for the first time or hearing music and, Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful thing and how, what an immediate shortcut that is. And almost, uh, you, you know, almost a hundred percent of the time, the, uh, that said individual who just now has gained that sense, that new sensory experience. And it's just tears. Yeah. And you know, and what a privilege those therapists and stuff, they get, they get to sit there and yeah, just, you know, and there's nothing to sit. You just, yeah. And the other one I really love has, um, uh, has very similar is the, the glasses mm-hmm. that enable people who've never, you know, who are colorblind to see, see color. to see color. Yeah. And it's so funny that you bring that up because my daughter just got glasses like yesterday literally just started wearing glasses for the first time yesterday. We picked them up Uh and she, you know, her sight was perfectly fine in November. I mean, Mm -hmm. she had like a tiny little, a tiny little prescription that they were like, we don't put, we don't wear glasses for this, Mm -hmm. but if it gets worse then come in. So, I mean, like two months go by and she's like, I can hardly see the board. And she Mm -hmm. sits in the back, you know, in most of her classes and, and so we took her back in and she, sure enough, she needed glasses. She's still a small prescription, but, mm-hmm. uh, but bigger than, you know, it had mm-hmm. grown quite a bit since November. So we picked, she keeps asking, we got it. We got fitted for them two weeks ago. And she keeps asking, like, is it mm-hmm. because I, it's, I really, you know, I really can't see very well mm-hmm. in class. So she puts them on less than 24 hours ago, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, whoa, it's so clear. She's like, mama, it's like brighter. <laughs> cause she, she, cause that's one of the things that like, you don't even think about. And I, I have mm-hmm. had LASIK, so I know what it's like. My vision was horrible before, but now I don't deal with that. So I, I mm-hmm. forgot about that part of it. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, It does. Cr- it gets clear and brighter. Um, but she was having fun with it. Like as she's walking down the street, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's amazing, you know? Yeah. So it's so funny to bring that up now because this is my daughter's world right now. Uh, yeah, I think I was about 15 or 16 when I first got glasses and I was starting to struggle to mm-hmm. read the board and, and and I went and got tested and I think I had 20, 25 in one eye and 20, 30 in the other. So not, mm-hmm. I mean, just a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was enough that I remember when I put those glasses, when I put the glasses on and I was also, I was like, ah, oh, there's like leaves yeah, on the trees. Right. I mean, like, I was like, it's not just a green yes. tree. It's like, oh, there's leaves. Yeah. yeah I could see, oh, I could see, you know, I'm just looking around. Yeah. It's like fascinating. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And also that, um, if you can't, when you can't see that well is the, is uh, it's like uh, how much your stress that puts on your brain. Yeah. Because it's trying, trying to yeah. decode all this, mm-hmm. this, this sensory input it's getting. And, um, and then all of a sudden you put those on and you're just like, your brain is like, whoa. Yeah. And it starts to, yeah, it just right. opens up. And um, it's a fascinating thing. And, and, and the, the, and then for, 
you know, and again, for those who have been colorblind Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden then they get to see now that there's almost always this, it's, uh, the same response is all of a sudden there there's at first it's just wonder, right? Yeah. It's just, oh, wonder looking around and like, whoa, oh, well, oh, that's what purple is. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting is that, that is, even if somebody has been colorblind, they're, they're able to label all the colors mm-hmm. that they've never seen. Yeah. Even though that they're, you know, because for them, I guess it's been multiple shades of gray or or whatever types of yeah. colorblind they have, right? Well, they can usually see color, but just not all but, of the Right, because it's like, right, not yeah. all of the spectrum. So everything's going to be, they're, um, you know, if they're like red, green stuff or whatever. So it's always going to be some kind of bluish graded things yeah. or some of them. It depends on, on what, what they're able to see versus not see. But certainly color blends. Mm-hmm. like your secondary colors of your purples, your oranges yeah. and stuff like that are going to look like other colors. They're going to look at yeah. sh- like shades of another primary. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they, they end up, um, uh, the brain starts interpreting that and identifying that that particular shade of such and such equals orange or equals yeah. purple. And now all of a sudden they get to see that. Mm-hmm. And the, the, what's so beautiful about the, this experience uh, is, is that it doesn't take but a moment of looking around. And all of a sudden here's this person who is not taking for granted what is all around them. And they're looking and they're in awe and wonder at the beauty of of what we take Every, for granted. Of what we take for granted. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look yeah. at my sweatpants. They're like, they're so bright. Yeah. Yeah. But it brings to mind too, we call it like clairaudient, clairvoyant, which is clear. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the ability. So every sense has its clair mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, if you can perceive that sense beyond normal human ability, Mm -hmm. then it becomes a clair. Mm -hmm. So if you can see, if you can, if I can look at you and see, you know, spirits, I see your grandma or, you know, whatever around you, then we would say I'm clairvoyant. Um, And likewise, if you can hear Uh things, um, I was just talking to somebody today whose son is realizing that Uh he can hear his recently deceased father. Right. and so we say that's clear audience, but it is like, like, as we're talking about this, I'm like, it is this clear sight. It's like, it's, it's extra because we're so used to dealing with the veil, Yeah, you know, that veils for every single one of our senses. And so when we are, have that ability to clear uh-huh. the veil and be able to see more of this, you know, what's beyond these different veils and we have words for it. It's in our everyday vernacular. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you bring this up and I'm just going to jump in here with semantics and even offer up of a, an alternate definition because when you talk about clairaudience and clairsentience and, and, and you, you gave examples of how those are actually those, those words are, or labels are applied. And, um, 
it, it, it's almost more accurate though. If you like, you're seeing spirits or you're hearing that kind of stuff is, is an, it's an extrasensory perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might call it, um, or psychic or telepathic ability. Um, and I'm going to proffer up that, that those don't necessarily mean true Claire audience or Claire, uh, voyance. Now let's say beyond the sparticles, let's say this whole physical veil were to, were to dissolve. really dissolve, then we could see clearly where we are. And there's also a corresponding, which the, the great mystics from the East have spoken of through the Om. The, there's a sound mm-hmm. that goes along with it mm-hmm. and sometimes referred to as the music of the spheres. And so there is a visual and there's an audio component and there's actually an olfactory component to it as well and a taste component to it as well. And that are, they are the, the, the ability to, to just witness um, this world, the truth or the true reality, if we will, that's behind this, that's, that's right here is so profound it's um it's it's and it's um what's what's the word it's um it's intrinsic it's uh self-evident just as uh somebody puts on those glasses Mm -hmm. okay or they get that ear implant Mm -hmm. is um is that you don't need to tell them yeah right right they can see and hear now for themselves, mm-hmm. and um, and it doesn't require any interpretation because it is a self-evident truth. And to me, this is the ultimate, and it's like the it's the ultimate like prayer or you know a call out of the you know to all the forces of of love in the entire universe to bring forth this experience that of this removal of this veil such that um, our, our eyes will really be opened and our ears opened to be able to, to see and experience this world that we are in that has been obscured from us. Yeah. And it won't require, it does not require anything in terms of any kind of interpretations Interpretations. or, or business or anything. And it's not, uh, it has no bearings on beliefs or any of it. Right. And, and it's, and, um, you know, when that day or that moment comes, anyone who is who has experienced a breakthrough to be able to perceive this that is always here, um, you know, knows what I'm talking about. Um, and if you're like those who have been gifted with this, you know, uh, it's not as if... Um, to my knowledge, anyone has sustained it or yeah. 
It's been glimpses, previews. Yeah. It's like seeing the trailer、mm-hmm. for an upcoming film. Right. Right. And so,、yeah. um, uh, but with everyone that sees it, I guess it it, it encroaches with every. Prayerful request, with every heartfelt intent, and with every act of kindness that we can、uh, do to help each other,、uh, we bring it just a little bit closer and closer. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. What a beautiful, beautiful topic. So expansive. I, I love it. Oh yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much.、Yeah. Please share this episode. I appreciate your support, rating, reviewing, and sharing. So, thank you again for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Bye.